worthy of our highest praise, the one who loves us, the one who died for us. Amen. And because he lives, we live today. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we love you today. Father, we thank you for another day that we can come to your house, that we can enter into your presence, God, that we can offer our song to you, the one who died for us, Lord God. Father, we thank you today for a love so great. God, that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Father, we thank you for loving us with such a love. We thank you for calling us out of darkness into your glorious light, Lord, for forgiving us, Lord God, for setting our feet upon a rock and filling us with your joy. God, today we offer to you ourselves offer our worship to you today and God we pray that you'll have your way in our service Lord that you would pour out your spirit upon your people today in Jesus name Amen Amen
God will release to you. And the divine power of his spirit will work something in your heart and into your mind that you have longed for for so long. The key to your healing, the key to your freedom is in your forgiveness of the one that had offended you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are the healer of wounded and broken hearts. Yet you have given us instructions on the role we are to play to receive that healing in our lives. Some have gone through things harsh, unfair, but it's your will that they receive your healing touch. It's your will that they allow by your spirit into that deep place in their heart, pouring in your oil, pouring in your wine. Now, Father, help us that have been hurt. Help us that have been left. Help us that have been lied about. Help us to do our part to release our faith and obedience that you might release that stream, that divine stream of healing power our hearts, our minds, and our souls. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. You know, there's a time to run the aisle, and there's a time for the Lord to say, I've got something to whisper. I've got something. Come close so I can talk to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I'll just throw in some little pastoral counseling right here. How many of you know, and I know you know this, it's not always easy to obey the Word of God, is it? But if we're willing, we say, Lord, help me. Lord, I know this is what I need to do. But I've got to be honest. God doesn't mind when we're honest with Him. How many know that? Amen? We don't need to lie to Him. He, he Beyond that, Lord, this is hard, but I know it's right. And I really do want to get on the other side of this thing. So, Lord, would you help me? Some might have to forgive their parents. Some might have to forgive an ex for 20 years. Now I'm going to stop right there because I'm feeling something stirring. But that's what the whole prophetic's about. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are about. Prophecy with the Holy Spirit of God. Almost like he takes the divine highlighter. And he highlights and emphasizes something. Nothing new, nothing you can't find in the Bible but something he desires to emphasize right now to the hearts and lives of his people. He knows who's here and he knows who's listening. And he has a special word for his people. And through the prophetic, he'll emphasize that and speak that to us. When we receive such a word, especially when it's a word that we know, you talk to me. I want to do my part to respond to that. Because when the word comes forth, there's a fresh faith that comes upon it. That anyone that will respond, now's your time. Seize the moment and enter into your healing. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. So good to see everybody out this morning. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church. Get you all kids out. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And God good. God is good. God is good. Oh, hallelujah. Men are so limited. Men are so frail. Men have 
limitations, but God is awesome. Amen. And sometimes all men can do is um, put him in a cemetery, bind him with irons, and just try to forget about him. But God says, I got a better plan. I got a stronger power. My heart has a great compassion. He'll go through storms just to get to one hurting life so he can bring healing and deliverance. What a God. What a God we serve. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians, the second chapter. We're continuing. Actually, this is the second part of a sermon we began last week called Walking It Out. But we're in a series of messages from the book of Colossians. So we're just going to read a few verses. And as I started going over the message, I I learned by Tuesday or Wednesday, we're not finishing this one, so Wednesday night we'll finish up what we have to leave off. But if you would, Colossians 2, let's just look at verse 6, 7, and 8. Start out with verse 6, 7, and 8. Paul writes, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live or walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depend on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. Strengthen your people. Encourage your people. Let them leave knowing you better and loving you more. In Jesus' name, and everyone said. We're talking about walking it out, walking it out. Now, the Apostle Paul, a little background of this letter, he's confronting and countering claims, teachings from false ministers that are really trying to convince this young group of believers that they needed something more than just Jesus Christ and his salvation. So so Pastor Paul is, is, has a couple different roles here. I believe it was Warren Wearsby that told the story of a, a pastor who was concerned about some unsavory businesses that were opening up near a school in his village, and he protested, and finally the protest led to a court case. And the defense attorney did everything he could to embarrass this gospel preacher. The lawyer said, aren't you a pastor? Doesn't pastor mean shepherd? And the minister nodded his head, and then the Lord went on to say, Well, if you're a shepherd, why aren't you out taking care of the sheep? Well, the pastor quickly replied, because today I'm here fighting the wolves. That's Pastor Paul. At times you got to expose the wolves, and other times you want to encourage the flock. And he's doing that in the book of Colossians. We've summed it up in the last few weeks. In fact, Paul is exposing the false while he's addressing the saints, and he's telling the church in no uncertain terms, in Jesus Christ you have all you need for life and for godliness now and forevermore. You don't need this this new um, doctrine, this new wind. You don't need this, this seeming mysterious experience. You have it all in Christ. In fact, verse 10 says, you're complete in him. You have fullness in him. It's all in Jesus Christ. You don't need a new experience, Paul is teaching them. You just need to grow and mature, and deepen, and develop in the experience you already have in Christ. If you have Christ, you got it. Now grow up in it. Now go deeper in it. Now learn more about it. It's a great salvation. We review quickly. We said these verses could um, be called, have a little theme. 
Keep making spiritual progress and watch out for spiritual perils. Keep making spiritual progress. Watch out for spiritual perils. And because the Christian life, in the life of walking with the Lord, there is no neutrality. We can never really stand still. We're either going forward or we're gradually slipping backwards. Therefore, Paul is urging this young church onward in Christ. And the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to hearts today, all of us, onward in Christ. For there's so much more for us to do and to receive and there's greater depth to grow and accomplish in the things of God. He begins verse 6. Since you've received Christ, we ask you, have you received Christ? Have you given your life sincerely to Jesus Christ? If you've received Christ, verse 6, walk in Him. Carry on in Him. Continue to live in Him. Now Paul's emphasis, he's encouraging them to walk. Continue on in the one they have received. And last week, what did we do? We said, number one, who did they? Who did we receive? And we see it in verse number six. Since you've received Christ, Jesus, the Lord, you receive Christ, that's the anointed one. That's our great king and our high priest. That's our sovereign, but he's also our Savior, Christ Jesus, because Jesus is that human name that means Savior. He's our representative. He's our substitute. He's our Savior and our salvation. Um, the name that is above every name, the believer's source of confidence and courage and comfort, of authority and of victory, the name of Jesus, the name we pray in, the name we praise in, the name we fight this good fight of faith in. So last week, who did they receive? Who did you receive when you came to Jesus, you receive Christ, Jesus, the Lord, the Lord. And we really dug into the Lord a little deeper last week. But the Lord is another title. It speaks of sovereignty and deity. It speaks of the Godhead. He's, he's our master. This word in the Greek means the one that has the right or the authority to rule. When you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, he has the right to rule your life. He becomes your master. He becomes your king. He is the one that now has dominion over our lives. And our confession, as we said, Jesus is Lord. And we study in the word of God. If you want to get to heaven, you have to make that confession. Jesus is Lord, in the same way that we talk about the name of Jesus around Christmas time, and we try to encourage people to get saved, and we tell them it's not enough just to say Jesus is a Savior. It's not enough just to say Jesus is the Savior. You've got to say Jesus is my Savior if you want to make heaven your home. Well, the same thing with Lord. If you're going to see Jesus one day, if you're going to make heaven your home, you have to be able to say Jesus Christ is my Lord, he's my master, he's my king, I'm not my own, I've been bought with a price, I belong to Jesus, and that's a good thing. Can you say amen? So last week we studied, we said, who was it that they received? Christ, Jesus, the Lord. And then we asked the question, how? Since you've received, how did we receive him? And we made the point that though we all have different testimonies, there should be some common things that we all have, those that are truly saved. And we said, number one, well, how did we receive him? We received him by faith. You can't get saved any other way. For by grace have you been saved through faith. 
not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. Nobody can boast. We talked about that. When we got saved, we put our complete trust, our complete confidence in Jesus and what He did for us on that cross of Calvary. Our faith for salvation, our faith for forgiveness, our faith to make heaven our home one day is fully in Christ in Christ alone. And now we continue in that faith. We walk by faith. We fight the good fight by faith. Faith in the person. Faith in the promises. Faith in the power of Jesus Christ. So we said, how did we receive Him? Well, we received Him by faith. We received Him in, in humility. We received Him with a contrite heart. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom. We talked about when anyone truly gets saved, they recognize their need and their inability to save themselves. There's a spiritual bankruptcy that we all recognize and it causes us to come to Christ. It causes us to bow our hearts to Christ. The realization of this great salvation, it humbles us. We recognize our needy state. We recognize our desperate condition. And we are also so moved by His divine love and His great sacrifice that it's a moving and it's a humbling experience. And if you got the real thing, you came in humility. You came and now God says walk in humility. Amen. Walk in humility. That's where the Bible says if you'll stay humble before the Lord, He can lift you up and He can stay strong and give you grace. And all that you need to live is more than a conqueror. Then we said, how else did we receive Him? Well, when we received Him, there was a willingness to respond and reciprocate and give back when we realized how good God's been to us. There was a willingness to serve. If you really got saved, something happened in your heart. And your response was, Lord, what can I now do to you for you? The love of Christ compelled us. The love of Christ moved us. We were stirred in our heart. We were so joyful and overwhelmed by salvation that when it became real and personal, we said, Lord, how can I repay you? What can I do now to bless you and honor you with my life, seeing you've been so good to me? And then lastly, we said, how did we get saved? There was joy. When you truly got saved and you know you passed from death unto life, when sins were forgiven and burdens were lifted, new life imparted. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Great joy accompanies a great salvation. Can you say amen? So last week, Paul writes, since you've received, speaking to believers, since you have received, you want to get to heaven, you've got to receive Christ. The Bible says he came into his own. His own received him not, but to all who received him. To them he gave power to become children of God. So again, we received and How did we do it? Number one, who did we receive? Christ Jesus the Lord. How did we receive him? By faith. There was humility. There was joy. There was the desire to Give back. Now we ask number three. Do you remember when you received him? Now I want you to follow me in this thought here. Remember when you received Christ. How much he's done for you. And how far he's brought you. Now listen, this is an important element in encouraging one's faith for this fight of faith. This is a helpful ingredient 
that keeps you and I strong and um, courageous and confident as we walk this walk of faith. For example, in the story of God's Old Testament people, Israel, there was a time in their history when they were struggling with this very thought. They were um, struggling with facing a new challenge in their life. They were struggling with facing um, a battle that overwhelmed them. And I think it's so interesting to hear God's advice to them. Sometimes we can face things that seem overwhelming. Sometimes in order to restore and rebuild and go forward into the things of God, there's oppositions, there, there are barriers, there are enemies that try to hinder our progress. And sometimes we can allow it to overwhelm us and discourage us and make us almost want to quit. And this is where Israel was at one time when God had given them a great deliverance and God God was getting ready to restore lives and families, restore his city, restore the nation. But yet they looked in front of them and they saw so much of a challenge. They saw themselves as little and they saw the need is great that they wanted to give up and they wanted to turn around and listen to the advice of God when you're facing something that seems too big for you to handle, when you're facing something that makes you want to give up and turn around and go back home. God says to his people, look at this with me. Isaiah 51, 1 and 2. It's a beautiful thought. God says to his people, you just remember the rock from which you were caught. Listen. Listen to me, all you who pursue righteousness and you who seek the Lord. Is there anyone here today that seeks the Lord? Amen. Is there anyone here pursuing? All right. Look to the rock from which you were cut, to the stone, the quarry, to which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was one man, barren and old. But I blessed him, and I made him a mighty nation. God is saying, you're looking at a situation that's overwhelming you, that's belittling you, but my advice to you is to remember who called you and remember all he's done so far in your life. Remember the rock from which you were cut? The context, there's a people wavering to believe God's promise, overwhelmed by what they see in front of them. You know, rebuilding a life, restoring a life, taking new ground for Christ, advancing and overcoming things. It's not always easy. But God says, don't doubt just because it looks challenging this morning. Just remember who's with you and remember how far He's brought you. Remember, remember God's previous acts in your life because that is what stirs your faith to meet the present crisis in your life. God speaks to His people this morning. Don't be discouraged by what you're facing. Your God is able to do this. Your God is more than able to do this. Remember how much He's already done in your life. Remember how far He's already brought you in this life. Remember where you came from. Remember your family story. Remember the rock from which you were cut. You remember where you were when God made it real to you. Do you remember where your family was when the first one got saved and this glorious change took place in your entire pedigree and heritage. Remember when He found you and the great change He brought into your life. 
It's good at times. We encourage ourselves in the Lord sometimes by remembering and testifying to ourselves of the goodness and the glory of God. Of reminding ourselves how far He's brought us, how much He's done in His friend. He's not done doing great things in your life. He's not done working powerfully and miraculously in your life. Let those memories... You have of a good God, of a faithful God, of a loving God, of a God that makes a way even when there seems to be no way, of a God that heals us when we're broken and lifts us up when we're fallen, of a God that takes us by the hand when we can't see one inch in front of our face, but guides us and takes us through the dark times of life. Remember that good God. Remember that faithful God. And as you remember His goodness in the past, it'll stir up a faith to take on your presence. There is nothing that stands before you this day that you and the Spirit of the Lord cannot overcome, cannot go through, and cannot prevail over. Let the memory stir and energize your present faith. Friend, He didn't bring you this far to bail on you now. You write that down. The one that saved you is able to keep you, able to care for you, able to carry you, able to watch over you. The work He began, He shall. Complete that good work. One of the ways. The Bible says encourage yourself in the Lord. How do we do that? One way is by looking back and remembering. Remember the rock from which you were cut. Remember where God found you and how much he's done in you and how far he's brought you. Oh, we've come a mighty long way. Devil, you're a liar. I don't know what you think now, but I know I've come through a lot of things with God. This God I serve is an awesome God. He's a faithful God. He's an all-wise God. He's a God that knows the end from the beginning. He makes the rough places smooth and the crooked places straight. Oh, no. There's no time to weep. There's no time to give in to that fear. Greater is he that's within he that's in the world one of the ways we encourage ourselves by looking back looking back we are strengthened to march forward looking back we are bolstered to face the present crisis and trial looking back reminds me that the God of my yesterday is the God that is with me today. And somebody, I want you to know, He is the same. He changes not. The God that brought you through that battle, He's with you in this battle, and He hasn't lost one yet. Can you say amen? Somebody, He'll do it again. So march on, believe on, trust on, sing on, work on. March on confidently courageously, expectantly. Let the memory of receiving Christ Jesus as Lord, of passing from death into life, let that memory stir you and fuel your faith. But more, there's more. Let that bless others. Let that memory minister to others. I look back. Since you've, re anyone here received Christ? Do you remember the mess you were in when you came to Christ? Amen. Somewhere in a bigger mess than you knew, you just didn't realize it. How far it's brought you? You look at yourself sometimes and say, my Lord, whew, how did I get here? Boy, God, you've been good. Amen. Whew. A buddy of mine, they, <laughs> he grew up rough. They all grew up rough. That, that breed was rough. 
fighters and boxers, golden glove chants, bouncers, the bars, and you know, they got one of them got one family. We, they, we got them saved, and they, that changed everything. He calls me years later. We grew, all grew up together. He says, "I come home and I hear the things my kids are saying when they come home from Sunday school. I just laugh. We never spoke like that in our home. <laughs> we never thought like that when we were being raised." Oh, what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. We encourage ourselves. You might be facing something this morning. I want you to know the devil is a liar and your God is a great God. He's a faithful God. He's a loving God. He's a compassionate God. And he's a God that's brought you a mighty long way if you're here this morning. If you've walked with this God, you've got some testimonies of his goodness. You have some witnessing of his faithfulness. You've seen him answer prayers. You've seen him make a way. You've been there when others didn't give you much hope. And you're here today still standing, still praising, still singing. Why? The goodness of God. You look back and encourage yourself that God's with you right now. That God's going to move in your situation right now. That God's going to give you an answer to your prayer right now. That God's going to give you wisdom and show you what to do right now. So you encourage yourself, but that's not all. I'm getting blessed myself this afternoon. Oh, Lord. I might bless myself. Amen. You just sit there. I'll enjoy myself. All right. About time the church gets its boldness back. Boy, that was stirring to me this week. Isn't that right? The devil's crowd bold enough. we got to get some boldness back. And if we'll get some boldness back, God will back it up. Can you say amen? If we get some boldness back, God will back it up. That early church prayed for boldness. They said, God, give us boldness to preach it and to live it, to carry it out. We'll get our boldness back. God will back it up. Write that down. I think back of when he found me and when I received him and how much he's done. Oh, testimonies. And if you grew up in this thing, you got praise reports from the time you are memory, time you have a memory. Three, four, whatever age is. I, I can remember praying. Amen. If you grew up in this thing, you know that, all right? We encourage ourselves for the present battle, but don't stop there. That testimony is a marvelous tool to bring the message of hope and the message of Christ to others. The testimony you have of encountering Christ, tell it. The many blessed experiences you've had in the Lord. Tell it. The challenges you faced and overcome through Christ. Tell it. Tell it. That others might hear and receive hope. You know, Paul, the great apostle, he was never shy about giving his testimony. You read your Bible. He's constantly giving the testimony again and again about that glorious day on the Damascus Road where Jesus met him and Jesus transformed him and Jesus apprehended his life and he was never the same again. He told that testimony before kings and governors, before Jew and Gentile, before prisoners and jailers, soldiers and saints. He testified of the great patience and power and the love and the resurrection and salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, friend, if God's turned your life around, go ahead and tell it. If God's made a change in your life, let someone else hear it. You know, the psalmist instructs the righteous. If God has set you free from the snare of the fowler, then let the redeemed of the Lord... 
Go ahead. Let's look at that. Psalm 107. Go ahead. Woo! Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Here we go. Let the redeemed of the Lord be politically correct. No, say so. Whom he's redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Have you been saying so? (laughs) Have you said so? If God saved you, then tell it. If God's answered your prayer, then tell it. If God's been good to you, then tell it. If God has made a way for you when there seemed to be no way, go ahead and say so. Go ahead and tell someone. Someone doesn't believe that there is a good God. Someone doesn't know that there's a loving Savior. Someone doesn't know that there's a God that still answers the cries of men and changes situations and turns lives around. But you've been there. You've gone through that. You've got a testimony to tell. You've got a song to sing. This world needs to hear what you got. This world needs to understand what you've experienced. So tell it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If he saved you, say so. If he's healed you, say so. The book of Revelation teaches us that our testimony actually helps us to overcome the accuser. To overcome and defeat the adversary of our soul. Most of you know the verse, Revelation 12 and 11, that overcoming church in the end times, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, God, love that blood. Amen. Never stop singing about that blood. Never stop shouting about that blood. Oh, you know, the world try to get rid of it. No, 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 no. We're going to sing about that blood in heaven. Let's sing about it today. Amen. Amen. And then how they overcome him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, loving not their lives even unto death. If you're going to be an overcomer, you got to have a sincere and serious commitment to the Lord Jesus. They love not their lives unto death. I know that's another sermon for another day. But man, if you want to be more than a conqueror, you got to be serious and sincere about your commitment to the Lord Jesus. You can't be on the fence. You can't be saved one day and living in the world the next day. If you're going to make it, if you're going to overcome, if you're going to triumph the triumph of faith, you've got to be a man or woman fully committed committed in love with Jesus. Can you say amen? But right in the middle there, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Oh my, you didn't know your testimony had such power in it. You didn't know that there's a story to tell and there's a tool, a weapon of your testimony. I love it. I love this story. You have a powerful weapon in your testimony that you can encourage yourself with, that you can resist the enemy with, that you can give the message of hope to a hurting world with. You know, throughout the Bible, we see again and again the blessedness of men and women testifying of the goodness of the Lord. We see in John 4 that woman that had gone through a horrible life, a hard life, a life of pain and rejection and abandonment. But she met Jesus at a Samaritan well. She met the one that satisfies the longing of an empty soul. And after her brief encounter with Jesus, she runs back to her village so overwhelmed, so full of joy. Come see a man 
man comes to a man. He knew me, yet he loved me anyhow. He knew me and every secret I have, but in his hands he didn't have stones to throw. He had mercy to it. But come, you gotta see him. There's no one else like him. She had a testimony to tell. The whole village comes to Christ. Why? She had a story to tell and a song to sing. And so do you, and so do you. If you've walked with him, let this world know how good he is, how faithful he is, how loving he is. He's a great God. Can you say amen? Throughout that book, they testified. One man was born blind. Nobody could heal someone born blind except Jesus. Amen. There is nothing he can't heal. There is no situation he cannot turn around. He healed this man born blind. But the religious crowd, they don't like to hear about a risen Christ. They don't want to hear about a Christ that is Lord of all. They condemned him. And they accused him. And they questioned him. And that man that was born blind, he said, listen, I don't have all the answers that you want, but this I can tell you, I once was blind, but now I see. Can you say amen? Oh, what a Savior. What a Savior. You don't have to have all the answers. you just got to be able to say to those around you, listen, one time I was spiritually blind, but now Jesus made me see. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, what a day, what a day, what a glorious day. Testify of His goodness. Declare the wonder works of the Lord your God. You know, Peter and John brought before the Sanhedrin the same ones that had crucified Christ. They were arrested for preaching the gospel. And they accused them and they tried to intimidate them. You know, if you speak up for Christ, if you become bold in your testimony, this world will try to hush you up. This world will try to intimidate you. And they said, Peter and John, you better stop it right there from preaching he's alive. You're causing trouble. You're making people feel uncomfortable. But what did Peter say? Listen, we got a case and they can't help us. We can't help declaring what we've seen and heard. They had an experience they could not contain. They had something real and genuine. If your life in Christ is real, let the world know it. If your transformation of what you were to who you now are, if it's real, let's Someone else here. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said you got a testimony to tell. Am I going too strong for you today? Am I, am I, am I running you over? I feel in this thing. My Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. I said shout back at me. That's how I catch my breath. Come on. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Romonda. Leko. Shikete. You got a miracle in your mouth. You got a miracle in your mouth. Tell it, tell it, tell it. You got a testimony. Someone say, I got a testimony. Oh, yes, you do. Maybe I could help you find it. You got a testimony. It could be God kept me and God can keep you. Go ahead and tell it. Tell it. What do I try? I mean, not everyone has to be a, you know, I was an axe murderer in a past life, sir. You know what I mean? That's not the only testimony. Isn't that right? Some of us are raised in it. And young people need to hear. You don't have to taste the taste of sin. You don't have to endure the sting of sin. You don't have to battle with memories and mistakes caused by sin and rebellion. You can get saved. You can stay saved. You can live pure, shielded by the hand of God. Come on, say amen. Go ahead. You can testify.
fire. Tell them all, tell the young people, you can live this life. You can stay pure. You can stay holy. Woo. Or maybe your testimony is something more along the lines. God delivered me in a mighty way. I was a real mess. Came from a rough place. But God rescued me. God changed me. God met me in a powerful way. And I'm not the man, I'm not the woman I used to be. Look what the Lord has done. Oh yeah. Maybe you're here today, you can testify. God healed me. God healed me. Anybody healed today by the power of God? Anybody know that power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's someone out there that needs to hear this morning that Jesus is still a healing Jesus. There's people today facing bad reports. The doctors are shaking their head. But you've gone through sickness. You are a witness of the healing power of Christ. And you need to let someone know Jesus is still alive. He's doing today what he did yesterday. He's still a healing Jesus. Somebody testify. We've got to talk about marriages. He's restored. And minds, he's renewed. And wayward sons and daughters that he brought back testify. For someone needs to hear, he's still bringing that rebellious children home. He's still healing marriages that are broken and on the rocks. He's still mending minds that have been abused and hurt and wounded. He's still a healer of the insides of a man. Oh, it's all right to testify. Maybe you've been through storms and trials and people had written you off and people thought, there's no hope for you and God but here you are standing here you are sane here you are with the peace of God and the joy of the Lord and it's because of a good God and a faithful Savior go ahead and tell it let someone know you don't have to give in to drugs you don't have to give up hope there is an answer his name is Jesus and if you'll come to him he'll receive you if you'll call on him he'll answer you if you'll do things his way Someone say his way. He'll work in your life. He'll do things no one else can do. Hallelujah. I got something to sing about. I got something to get excited about. This thing is real. I met a real Savior long ago. He never left me. He's been good to me. Oh, I got testimony. Come on. Doctors shook their head at me when I was young. God healed me. Miraculous. Oh, I've been there. You know, some of you been there. Amen. It's let the world know he's alive. And he's a good God. And what he did for me, he'll do for you. Whosoever will. Whosoever will. Isn't that the gospel? Whosoever will. You can come and drink. You can come and receive. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed, anybody redeemed around here? Say so. Go ahead and say it. That world says everything comes to their head. Let's say so. Let's say so. Let's get our boldness back, church. This world needs to hear about the Savior you have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't God good? Woo! Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Somebody, he's still the God of the tight places. He's still the God of the tight, you in a tight place? Then you in the right place for God to give a miracle. For God to show himself strong. He's still the God of the tight places. Let us tell the story. For the glory of God and for the blessing of the people. Child of God, you've been through things. That others are pr presently battling. That others are presently being buffeted by and beat up on.
Some are surrendering to the devil's lies. Some are turning back and giving in to the exhaustion of the battle. Some don't know or need to be reminded that there is a God who is able, who is loving, who is willing, even in the hardest of times and places. They don't know about that God, but you do. Because you walk with him and you've been through some things with him. We have received Christ Jesus the Lord. We have walked with him. You that are here this morning, we have personally experienced and we testify today to prayers answered and provisions met, to strength that was imparted when we were weary and ready to fall. We testify this morning to sins forgiven, second chances granted, and a God that is good, good, very good to his people. Now you and I have a message of hope. We have a story to tell. We have a praise to give. Number one, Paul says, since you received Christ Jesus as Lord, walk in him. Hallelujah. I'm going to wind this down. I told you I can't. This is Wednesday night. We'll get to verse seven. I'm getting better looking at that clock. We're starting to become friends. It wasn't always easy. We went through some counseling with the Lord about that thing. We gonna, oh, Lord. Let me wind this down. The Colossians had received, like you and I have received. We're believers here. We received Christ Jesus as Lord. They had settled convictions. And what did we study earlier? About his deity and his sufficiency. You don't need this and that. You need Christ and just to grow in that. To mature in that, you see. And they were standing firm. They, they were listening to Paul. They were standing firm against the attacks of the false teachers, which always every generation has to do that. And so now, the call of God to them, to us, continue to walk in Him. Continue to advance in Him. That's the call of God. Let's keep making spiritual progress. And let's beware of spiritual perils. Can you say amen? All right, on Wednesday night, we'll take verse 7 and we'll turn into a Bible study. He gives four evidences. If you're a sincere believer, next line gives you four evidences. You're rooted. You're being built up in him. You're strengthened in the teaching you've received, in the faith, in the teaching you received, and you're overflowing with thankfulness. And you're overflowing. So we're going to take those four. And Wednesday night, we'll just teach like we always teach. But this morning, can we give God some praise? I don't know about you, but he brought me a mighty long way. Amen. I mean, God's been good to me. I mean, I haven't I haven't deserved it. And he's been good to me. Amen. And so let's continue to walk on and grow on and mature on. And let's remember, we've got a story to tell. You got a testimony to give. There's people out there that don't know the Jesus, you know. There's people out there that don't understand the good God that you walk with. Amen. So let's pray. Lord, give us opportunity to share and touch people. Give us more opportunities to speak up for you. Because listen, if we'll be bold in him, he'll back it up. Don't you ever worry about that. Amen. All right. We're going to pray our final prayer, sing our final song. And we're going to open the altar. Salvation is always a key. 
if anyone's here today and you have not received, it's a personal thing. It's not a family thing. If you have not personally given your life to Christ, people will be down here to pray. Come pray with them. If you're here today and you've been drifting, you haven't been advancing, you kind of put it in neutral, and now if you're really honest, you realize you've drifted. And you want to make a fresh commitment to press forward in God. Start marching onward in God's will and call for your life. Well, come and make a fresh commitment. Let today be a day of new beginnings. He's a God of new beginnings. If you're here today, you need a touch in your body, or you just want to pray or receive special prayer, well, please come. And people will be here to pray with you and believe with you. And we're going to trust God to breathe life upon us. Amen. Stand with me, please. Stand with me. What a God we serve. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you. You've been so good, Lord. You've been so good. Oh, you've been so good, Lord. You've been so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, how far you brought us and how much you've done in us. We thank you, Lord. Your mercy was there. New every morning. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done for us and in us. Stir our hearts anew, O God, that we might walk it out and continue to grow and mature in you. We don't want to drift backwards. We want to go forward. We want to become the ones you've called us to be. We want to accomplish the task you've chosen for our lives. Father, in Jesus' name, increase our boldness that we would witness and testify of your goodness to others. That we'd never be ashamed of the gospel. But we'd be bold to let others know how good you are. How full of compassion and grace you are. And now, Father, I ask you, please, fill afresh everyone here today that is thirsty. Strengthen everyone here today that is weary. Lord, there's others, there's people that are battling. And the fight gets weary at times. And Lord, is anyone here today that's weary? They just need to be a refreshing. They just need a new strength. Lord, as they look to you, fill them, encourage them, strengthen them. Renew their strength so they can get back into the battle. If they're thirsty, fill them afresh. Quench the thirst. Satisfy the desire. And now, Father, let your healing power flow. As men and women come in faith, as hands are laid, let your power flow. Let your gifts of healing shine forth in a mighty measure. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, let's sing this one time through. If you